Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. I, I want to teach to you, what's the time? Give me about 30 minutes and I want to teach you on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly about this, that I need to deliver this, speak about this, raise the remnant in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I was very amazed to see the amount of um, material there is, how little amount of material there is about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, it's like it's just something that people forgot. And we are the remnant, and the remnant must know their gifts. How, do I have the remnant here? Let me just make sure. The remnant is the supernatural breed. is those people that have survived things. It's the people that live in the presence of God. That's the remnant. And they need to understand the anointing. They need to understand the gifts. So I'm going to teach you these Sunday nights on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit, and, and how it works. Because if we don't understand the gifts, we will, can never operate in them. And so please don't miss any Sunday nights. Invite your friends and your family to come. Uh, this weekend coming, you will have a guest speaker Sunday night. But he's going to teach on the gifts of the Holy Ghost, flow in the gifts. Uh, we will be in Israel. Pastor and myself, we're taking a tour. Uh, 35 of our church people, they're going to Israel. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And uh, so we'll be somewhere in Jerusalem on Sunday. Don't know where, but we'll be somewhere. We'll meet Jesus somewhere. Hallelujah. And... Um, then we'll be back the weekend after that. Actually, the weekend after that, we'll be back. But Pastor Frank will be here. And it's going to be awesome. All three services on Sunday. There will not be Monday, Tuesday night services, just Sunday. So you need to come expecting that God will do something for you. Let's go to our foundational scripture, which is in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse number 8 to verse number 11. And for those of you watching online, uh, I want you to get your Bibles, your notepads, make this next 30 minutes a place where you can just receive the word of the Lord. If you have a testimony, just keep on sharing that with us and the media team will let me know as we go along. We're speaking about the gifts of the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 8 to verse number 11. For, the one, for, one, for to the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. And to another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another one, gifts. I want you to see that. Of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. We're going to go through the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost. And verse 11 says, but, to, but one and the same Spirit works in all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. So last week I've discussed and shared with you about uh, the working of uh, uh, the word of wisdom. 
And then I spoke to you about the word of knowledge. And I want you to get that message. If you are in business, you need to get the message of last week. If you are operating in that, you need to work and exercise it. The Bible says, stir up the gift. Um, exercise the gift. You must stir it up. Otherwise, it will never manifest. So what is the purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit? It's a couple of, of, of things you must understand about the purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The first thing is to edify and build up the church. To edify and build up the church. That's the reason why we have the, or the purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is to edify and build up the church. So the gifts are there that we can edify each other tonight, build each other up. So tonight the gifts of miracles operated, the gifts of faith operated, and the gifts of healings operated tonight. What did it do? It edified the church. It built up the church. That's the reason for the gifts. The purpose for the gifts is not for a man, a minister, to make a name for himself, to become famous. That's not what the gifts are about. The gifts is to edify the church. The second reason is to glorify Jesus. To glorify Jesus. There's a scripture in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11, that says this, If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong glory and the dominion forever and ever. The gifts are there to bring glory to God, not to a man. To the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We cannot take any glory of any miracle that has happened tonight. Amen. It's not a church thing. It's not Pastor Nikki. It's Jesus Christ that is the worker of miracles. And that performs signs, wonders and miracles. Not a man. I can't heal anybody. It's Jesus Christ. The third reason is to evangelize effectively. With the, with the word of knowledge, for instance, you can evangelize effectively. A person that doesn't believe in Jesus and you struggle to get them saved. Uh, that happened one time in Cape Town with Nikki. He was ministering to the barman there in the hotel. And he was just going, no, I don't want to receive Jesus. And all the churches are the same. All pastors are the same. And for two hours, he refused to accept Jesus. And then my son operated in the word of knowledge. And he said, who is this? What's happening with your mom? Where's the pain in, this is the pain in the body. And he started with the word of knowledge operating into his life. And that man said the following, he says, I want to know what the God that you serve. He got saved that night. Nikki prayed for him there because of a word of knowledge. Not one thing he said for two hours convinced him. But the gifts of the Holy Spirit started moving and that brings effective evangelism. When we pray or when we do crusades, not, not the movement. When we do crusades, we do outreaches. The first thing we'll do is we'll operate in the gifts. You have to demonstrate um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit to people. People are not going to believe if they don't see. We as Christians, we must believe before we see. But the world wants to see. So by the demonstration of the gifts, you operate evangelistically very powerfully when you can operate in that gift. The fourth thing um, why, what is the purpose of the gifts is to deliver people from bondage. 
We have to deliver people from bondage. Without the gift of the sermon of spirits, we will not be able to set people free. They will be bound forever. So when the gifts operate, we get people free. We set them free. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given for the believer to have and experience deliverance in his life. Number five is to confirm the message of the gospel. Is to confirm the message of the gospel. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. They will heal the sick. That means the gifting must operate. So I'm teaching you. I'm just laying foundation quickly on the purpose of the gifts. Like once again, the purpose is not for us to grow a church. The purpose is not to grow a movement. The purpose is not that Nikki van der name be great. The purpose of the gifts is to help and edify the body of Christ. We must build one another up. We must come in the demonstration of the power of God. And that is the great thing about the miracles of Jesus Christ. Let me give you three more and then I'll go to the next point. To provide the people's needs. Those who are in need to give them the provision through the supernatural power of God. Tonight there were needs in this building. And God supplied the needs. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Number seven, to raise the dead, which is the operation of the gifts of miracles. And lastly, is to create new organs, which is also under the operation of miracles. Let me read you John chapter 9, verse number 6 to verse number 7 to show you how the gifts of miracles work. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground made clay with his saliva, and he anointed his eyes of the blind man with the clay, and he said to him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam, which means saint. So he went and he washed and he came back seeing. Creative miracle. Man had no eyes, but God formed and gave him eyes. The working of miracles. Now I'm going to explain everything to you tonight and try to see how far we'll get in this teaching. How do I operate in these gifts? What is the criteria for me to operate in these gifts? I believe there are three things you need to know. You need to have faith to believe it, to operate in these things. Without faith, you're not going to enter into this. If we believe we have the gift, then we must act accordingly to the gift. Now, let me explain to you this. Uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 1. Let's start there. I want to show you something quickly before I carry on because there's a misconception about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. And then he, he goes there, look, look at this. No, just go back again, sorry. Now concerning sp spiritual gifts, brethren, he's speaking to the church. I don't want you to be ignorant. Now, he doesn't address pastors. The gifts are not for the fivefold. Speaks to the church. Everyone in this building, everyone, every born again believer in the body of Christ, have access to the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Not the fivefold. We operate in that, but it's for the brethren. So he's teaching us here that the gifts is for everyone. Say it's for me. It's for me. Come on, say it's for me. it's for me. 
So if you don't know what gift you have, how do you operate in it? If you don't understand the gift, how will you move in that gift? And that's the problem with, with I think, believers is that we wait for a man of God to come on the platform that operates in a gift. And then he's the only one that can pray for me. And he's the only one that can prophesy to me. And he's the only one that can know the word of God. It's not true. It's a lie. You must understand that every person in this building watching online, you have access to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Say, I have access to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Say, it's not just for the fivefold. So by faith, we operate in these things. The second thing is you must know how to flow with the gift. And once you know how to flow with the gift, it will manifest. And first, thirdly, you must believe that you have this gift. You must believe it. I want to take us to a couple of these gifts tonight. And I believe that you will be blessed by this. And that God will stir up something in your heart concerning the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now let me just see if I covered everything I wanted to say here. Uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit is very easy to function in. Because it's given by the Holy Spirit for every believer. Let me ask you this question. Very simple question. Before you pray in the Holy Ghost... Do you first have to feel that you must pray in the Holy Ghost? Or can you immediately, without any atmosphere, without anything, you can pray immediately, right? That's exactly how the gifts work. You don't need worship teams. You don't need pastors to create something for you to operate in the gifts. As easy as it is to speak in tongues, so easy is it to operate in word of wisdom, word of knowledge, miracles, signs, wonders. You have to change your mind from that's a pastor that must do it into I believe I can operate in it. I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing. If you need a, if you need a miracle... Um, in, in, in your life or you, you know of somebody that needs a miracle, then you need to know what gift to appropriate for that. If you need a word of knowledge for somebody, you don't have to wait for a prophet. You operate in it. I cannot tell you how many texts I get. And even, you know, the past couple of days, people texting me, give me a word of knowledge. Give me a word of wisdom. Give me a word of prophecy. You have the gift. Access it as easy as you pray in the Holy Ghost. So easy is it to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now let's speak about the discernment of spirits. The discernment of spirits. Uh, let's put on the definition there for me, please. I may not follow as, as, as you guys, as what I've given you. But let's just go here. The discernment of spirits. Or you know what? Let me help you. Let's start with number one. For those of you who were not here last week. Write down. The word of wisdom. Here is the, the definition of it. It's supernatural revelation from God of His mind and purpose for your life. What is the word of wisdom? The word of wisdom is I have supernatural revelation from God for my life. According to the plans and purposes he has for me. 
So if I want to know what's the plan and purpose for my life, I need to access the word of wisdom. If I want to know what is the purpose for your life, I need to know what's the word of wisdom for that. The greatest gift of all is this one. I believe all other nine gifts operate from this one. There's not scripture for that, but in operation in this, this is what I believe it is, is that it operates from this one. Because I need to have wisdom to deal with certain situations. Not the wisdom of Solomon, not natural wisdom. Not the wisdom of man, the wisdom of God to understand how to operate. Let's say gifts of healings come. I need to know how to operate with that person. I need to know what level he is. Take him in. Take him to a place where I can get his miracle for him. It, that's how wisdom works from God. The mind of God concerning everything. Secondly is the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation from God concerning a situation. So I'm in a situation. I don't know how to come out of this. I need some, not wisdom. I need knowledge from God and God can give me that. That's the word of knowledge you need. Say word of wisdom. Say word of knowledge. Are you getting something, family? Good. Now let's go to number three. The discernment of spirits. That's the supernatural revelation from God concerning the spiritual world. I I use the word supernatural because the gift is supernatural. Hello? Did it fall out of the sky? Is it here? No? It's supernatural. So supernatural revelation from God concerning the spiritual world. I've said this many times that the spiritual world becomes very thin when the presence of God comes. I've shared that with you a lot of times. It's like I have the ability to see the spiritual world. I've seen many times angels in my life. I've seen them many times in this building. I have seen demonic activities. We have, I have seen tremendous things in the spiritual, both negative and, and spiritual. I am not a demon chaser, so please forgive me. A lot of people chase demons and they put more focus on demons than on God. So I'm not that guy. I focus on God because he's the powerful one. The devil is defeated. I don't run after defeated stuff. So I want to see angels. I want to see the presence of God. I want to see the Holy Ghost. I want to see Jesus. I don't want to see de- demons. I don't wanna, that's not, I'm not interested in that stuff. I want to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So God reveals to us and he opens our eyes to go into the spiritual world that they might see. Elijah said to his servant, he says, what do you see? He says, I see nothing. He says, go back again. What do you see? Nothing. And then the the discernment of spirit comes and he says, God, I pray that you will open his eyes that he might see. And so when he saw into the spiritual world, he said, wow, those who are for us are, are, are more than those that are against us. When you feel like your back is against the wall, you need a spiritual discernment to say, hey, I've got angels on my side. Those that are with me and those who are for me are those more than those that are against me. Amen. So that's the discernment of spirit, the ability to see. When I, when I do deliverance, for instance, we operate in that gift. So when I do deliverance to people, I don't pray for the gift of healing. I don't pray for the gifts of miracles. I don't pray for the gifts of faith. It's got nothing to do with that. I need to know what gift must operate. 
and because I can have access to all nine, if I need to do the deliverance on you, I access the discernment of spirits. That's going to be the gift that's going to operate. And I'm going to unlock the spiritual world and see what's happening over that person's life. And so you can do accurate deliverance because of the sermon of spirit. Sometimes we just want to do it in the natural. Come out devil, come out devil. You don't even know what devil. You don't even know what you're binding. Because we don't operate in the gift of the sermon of spirit. Amen? Does it make sense here tonight church? So it's the ability to detect the source of the manifestation of the spiritual realm. Like I said, sometimes the spiritual realm is so thin, you, you can access so many things. And I don't want to really speak a lot about that because maybe you're not on that level. But there are things I can see in the spiritual world manifesting over people's lives. When you have access to the gifts of the discernment of spirits. Every time I've casted out a demon in all of our lives in ministry, I've never prayed for the gift of prophecy. I prayed for the gift of the sermon of spirits and I wait upon the Holy Ghost. Once he speaks to me, I zoom into that demon hiding in that person and we pull out that thing and deliverance comes quickly to people's lives. You cannot hold people in a... In bondage, man. You need to get them free. That devil is tormenting them. So the gifts of the the sermon of spirits must operate. Say the sermon of spirits. Say it again. The sermon of spirits. Now we have the gifts of prophecy. Which is available to us. And like I said, we will stop at each one of them. But the gifts of prophecy is very powerful. It's a, it's a prophetic utterance that comes. It's a supernatural utterance from God concerning things to come. So prophecies, I have the ability to see what's coming for my life. That is what the spirit of prophecy is all about. Now, prophecy is three things. Write this down. I'm not going to stand very long on on this point because I want to take you to another gift tonight. But on prophecy, three things must happen in a prophetic word. It must bring edification. It must, must bring exhortation. And it must bring comfort. Those are the three things that must take place. Edification. Say edification, exhortation, and comfort. So exhortation is to build up, all right? Exhortation is to stir up, and comfort is to bring peace. Prophetic words is not to judge, to condemn, to bring fear, to expose. That is not prophetic utterances. That is not a prophetic gift. That is a spirit of suspicion. (laughs) Or a spirit that you understand human nature. But a prophetic word brings edification, exaltation, and stirs up. So if somebody comes to you and says, you're going to lose everything. You're going to die. 
You're going to get bankrupt. You're going to be killed. That's not a prophecy. See, your children are not going to make it. Your children are this, and they're not going to be successful and stuff. That is not a prophetic word. Please. That, that can even be a spirit of divination that comes in the form of a prophet. Saul consulted a prophet or a witch doctor, and it sounded like God. It actually appeared like Jesus, but gave the wrong word. And so you must understand the prophetic is very, you, very powerful. And the only way you judge a word is that it bring exaltation, that it bring edification, and that it bring peace to my life. Comfort. That is the gift of prophecy. I want to close tonight with the gift of faith. And this is my strong gift here tonight. The gift of faith is the gift that I operate mostly in, in my ministry. The gift of faith operates with the gift of healing and it operates with the gift of miracles. Now, like I said, every gift that I'm touching on tonight, we're going to go into depth. So tonight I want to speak on the gift of faith. Okay? The gift of faith is not faith, what Romans chapter 12, verse number 3 is speaking about. Romans chapter 12, verse number 3 says this. That for I say through the grace given to me that everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. All right, this is not the gift of faith. We all have faith in this building. Hello? Raise your right hand and say, I have faith. I have faith. Yeah. So I don't have faith. You have faith. If you are born again, you must have faith. Because the day when you got born again, you got a mustard seed faith. Let me tell you, what you say, how can I have faith? Because who believes in a God that you've not seen? Hmm? You don't see, you've never seen Jesus, right? You've never seen heaven. Yet you believe. That's a lot of faith right there. To believe you're going to be raptured going through clouds into a third heaven. And there's a place waiting for you there. I don't have faith. You've got a lot of faith. But that's the measure of faith. Every born again believer has a measure of faith. We all have faith. The gift of faith is totally different. Let's put on the definition of the gift of faith. It's a supernatural power from God to receive a miracle. This gift of faith operates in, in my life very strong. And, I, and I've tried to figure it out how it works through the years. And so I'm teaching you from experience. The gift of faith comes for a reason and for a season. It's not there the whole time. Tonight we had miracles, right? I had to step into my gift of faith and believe God for miracles. Then we access the gifts of healing and the gifts of miracles, the working of miracles. But the main, the main gift tonight was the gift of faith. If there was a person in a wheelchair here, I had to believe God. The gift of faith for that person to be raised from that wheelchair. Every person we prayed for tonight, I believe that they are healed. Believe it with my whole heart, they are healed. Whether you take it, whether you receive it or not, I believe you are healed. It's the gift of faith. 
When I say to somebody, do something you haven't done before. It's, a faith, it's, a, it's an action of faith or an act of faith. It takes faith to do that. So the gift of faith operates in miracle services. So when you have a miracle service, you need to operate in the, in the gift of faith. With the gift of healing and the gift of miracles. Now, it comes for a reason and it comes for a season. When we started building this church, we had no money. We had no material. We had no millionaires. We had no rich people. I think the biggest dive back then was 3,500 rand per month from, from one individual. And um, so that was our biggest tithe. When God said started building this building, I didn't know how we are going to do it. But I remember the day, like it, was, it happened yesterday, when it felt like somebody threw a blanket on me. like, And all of a sudden, everything became like out of focus in my life. The only thing that, was, that I saw was this building. I couldn't see, I, I actually told the financial team, don't tell me what's in the bank account. Don't say anything about that. If I say order a thousand bricks, you order a thousand bricks. When they deliver, we'll, we'll, we'll have the money to pay. It was, I'm not saying, listen, don't always do this. You must have the gift of faith to do this. But you must operate in that. For six months, we built this building cash with a hundred people. Don't ask me how, when, whatever. It was the gift of faith. I remember how it felt upon me. When we opened the doors in September, when we walked on the platform, I felt for the first time, it lifted. Didn't come back. Then I felt it again with Project 54. Felt here it comes again. Started happening for two or three, for two or three weeks, and we had enough faith to put up the West Wing. We had enough faith to buy this house cash. We pulled up a million rand studio, cash. Put up all the LED screens here. We're now getting ready to renovate that whole mall with new bathrooms and everything. It's a four million rand project. Let me just say this. When that gift of faith is going to come, you're going to know when I walk on this platform. That man's got faith. And so you need to operate in the gift of faith. As businessmen, stop praying. Operate in the gift of faith. Say, God, I need to access that gift because it's available for? Come on, it's available for? Not just for the pastor. It's available for everyone. The gift of faith. And operate in that thing. We all have faith, but we need to have the gift of faith. And the gift of faith, this is how it's released. The gift of faith is released by unity and by worship. Say unity and worship. So I have to first, I'm just helping you tonight. When I walked on this platform, I created unity in this building through worship. And when we all got in unity and there was worship, miracles started happening and the gift of faith started operating. And I want to help you. When that mantle falls or when the gift falls, appropriate it for your situation. Some of you in this place need a word of knowledge. Some of you need a prophetic word. Some of you need a a miracle, financial miracle, in your body, whatever. Access the gifts. It's exactly what I say. It's a gift. If I give you a gift, I'm not going to take that gift back. That's why the Bible says the gifts are 
without repentance. So people go, yeah, but that guy, you know, he's a man of God and, and, and he fell in sin. But look at that. He's still doing miracles because God gave the gift. He's not going to take it back. I don't give a gift to my son and then because he's naughty, I take it back. The gift of faith is an act. People must act on the gift of faith. The gift of faith. How do I increase this gift? By prayer and by the word of God. That's how the gift of faith operates. By prayer and by getting the word of God, you will start operating in the gift of faith. I'm going to stop here tonight because I want to release this gift upon your life that you will do impossible things. How many of you, are, how many of you desire tonight? Let me read you this just before you raise your hands. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, is it 31? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. Just check that for me. No? Yeah. Sorry, I just I didn't. Yeah, is it 1231 or 4? 31. 1231. But earnestly desire. Earnestly. Here's the, here's the keys to operate in the gifts. You must have a desire or earnest desire for the best gifts. What is the best gift? The one you need. I don't know what you need. Whatever you need tonight, that is the best gift for you. But I must have a desire for that. And yet I show you a more excellent way no, so there it stops there, right? But earnestly design the best gifts, and yet I show you a more ex excellent way. So listen to this. If I want to operate in the gifts, I must desire that gift. I must, I must have a desire I'm going to operate in that gift. I promise you tonight, when I came to church, I desired the gifts of miracles and the gifts of faith, the gifts of healing. I did not come to prophesy. I did not come to interpret any tongues I came with one purpose to heal the sick tonight that's all I did I desired that gift for tonight and that's what manifested that's why when prophets come they operate in the gifts of prophecy because they desire that gift they focus on that gift and so you can operate in all of them and the miracle working power of Jesus is going to touch every single person in Jesus name they didn't come here. Lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, stretch out your hands towards her. I pray for the lung that is not functioning correctly in the name of Jesus Christ. Now to open up the airwaves, command this lung to produce. From this moment on, Father, there will never be any more side effects of this lung condition in a heart and in a life. In the name of Jesus, I open the heart valves to function normally. 
open your lungs to function to full capacity. I appropriate new lungs right now for your servant, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed. Be healed. Operate in the gifts. It's operate in the gifts. Amen. So tonight we're going to receive an offering. With What are we going to put in there? The gift of prophecy? No. Gift of faith. When I put my seed out, I'm going to receive a miracle in my body, in my finances. Amen. Who here has high blood pressure? So I feel the whole time. Come, come, come. So what's this now? It's a word of knowledge. I operate. I appropriate the faith. Appropriate the healing power of Jesus. High blood pressure. Lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. Now listen. Look at me. You don't, don't wait for me. Because He called you. I did not call. So He's the healer. Okay. So there it goes. One, two, three. Be healed in Jesus' name. Right now. Just be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Blood pressure come in line with the Word of God. Touch them. Come on, appropriate your miracle. Say thank you, Jesus, for my miracle. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. I'm in line, Lord. In the name of Jesus. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.